This is no ordinary pod. Muck draft. No ordinary pod. Yes. God, it gets better every time, Noah. And that's right, Noah Hemer joining me in Tallahassee for a mock mock draft special podcast edition. We're going to go through all 32 of the first picks of the first round picks. Little trade. We're not going to. We're going to keep the order as is. We're going to discuss trade op- options, all that stuff. But we're just, for this, we're just going to pick. We're not going to do. We're going to discuss what we would do, but we're just going to try to nail down and do our best guessing with our little to absolutely none. And by little, I mean absolutely none. NFL sources we have. Use our brains. Use what we're reading and all that stuff to gather intelligence and all that stuff and form our, our own mock draft. But before we get to that, Noah, how you doing up there in Tallahassee? I'm doing great, man. Um, just ready for this semester to be all wrapped up and taken care of, even though I get a week off and then summer classes start, but a new beginning. So things are good. Life's good. Been balling a lot at the Sally Courts. You know how it'd be. Uh, the Sally Courts, man. Tallahassee staple. <laughs> for what it's worth, I have gone seven and one in the past eight games of five on five that I've played at the Sally. I want to go back so bad. Take, adva- it's a- take advantage of that because I miss having an outdoor court I can play with every day. I'm st- I, I know I, I work at a YMCA, so I shouldn't really be complaining because I could always just play at my YMCA. But that's it's a different feel than just being outside on the Florida heat, you know, getting a little more sweat and all that stuff and just playing basketball. But, yeah, I would love to talk about playoff basketball with you. But we're not here to do that. We're here to mock draft. And I still we don't waste any time. Well, I the Frank Clark trade. We'll get to that later when we get to that pick swap. That pick swap later in the in the first round. Patrick Peterson may be on the move. We'll get to all of that. And a trade rumor that's been circulating for months now is that at the top of the board, and that is with the Arizona Cardinals. Do you see them going any route besides Kyler Murray? There's a slim chance they go Nick Bosa, but I think they go Kyler Murray. And what are your thoughts on that? I think if you have the chance to get the guy that you want to get, then you should do it because like I like I say to myself sometimes, you regret the things that you don't do than the things that you actually do do, and I think they would regret more not drafting Kyler Murray and seeing him go somewhere else, especially if um, Kingsbury thinks that he is like, perfect fit for it like he said a year ago that he would draft him number one um i don't know why that would change because all kyler murray did at oklahoma was ball out so with that being said um i think it's just been the foregone conclusion the entire time and the fact that we've been hearing the nick bosa things over the past couple days i think is more of a money pull and a money grab for tv ratings if I'm being honest, because this is the first year that the draft is going to be nationally broadcasted, televised on ABC. So, I agree with you with Kyler Murray. I think he's the best player in the draft. I would take him number one overall if I was any team that needed a quarterback. We've had this discussion a, a thousand times off the podcast. We've had it a couple times on the podcast. Do you think Josh Rosen will be traded before this draft concludes? All seven rounds? Yes. Yeah, I think so. 
I think teams are just kind of waiting and seeing what happens with the rest of the board. Um, like with Haskins, with Drew Locke, and with Daniel Jones before they pull a trigger on going for Rosen. Where would you – very very last question before we move on from Arizona because, I mean, I love Kyler Murray, the dynamicism he brings to an offense, all that stuff. You like him. Um, and we think Arizona's going to do this based off, you know, they, I feel like they need the jolt in the whole franchise. Cliff Kingsbury, as you said, said he'd take number one overall, all that stuff. Where do you want to see Rosen end up of all these places? Uh, let me look. I mean, the Giants would honestly be pretty solid for me. Um, that's where I first initially thought. A place where I would actually really like to see him go, but I don't think would ever happen, is Denver. Um, I think that would be so sweet for him to be in Denver because um, he fits exactly what they want out of their quarterbacks. Um, they only got... They only have Flacco on for another, for sure, on the books for another year. Um, I would say Broncos, if not there, Bengals would be, Bengals would be pretty awesome. And I mean, I'd say Broncos or Bengals, but Bengals are more realistic than, than, uh, than the Broncos, in my opinion. All right. So, to keep it moving, I don't have, I mean, the place I want to see Rosen is, is New York Giants. We we literally called that four months ago, five months. Whenever, four or five months ago, we had the conversation when Kingsbury got hired and all that stuff. So, pick number two, do you think Bose is the guy here? Yeah, I think so. I don't, I don't really envision it being anyone else. Um, Would you go Bosa? I would, with with the team that that San Francisco has right now. Um, I don't know where else I would go. You're getting probably, arguably the best player, um, non quarterback in the draft. Um, you get a great pass rusher who can also, um, who can also defend against the run. He does everything a lot like how his older brother did. How his older brother does. The only reason he doesn't have, honestly, in my opinion, the reason he doesn't have more hype is because he didn't finish out the year at Ohio State. But he didn't have to. Like, college was just a formality for him. So, where do I don't? You, it, where do you see? Go ahead. Where do you see him fitting in on a D line with Solomon Thomas, Eric Armstrong, DeForest Buckner, and D Ford? Opposite of, they run a. Are they running a three four or four three? According to our lads' depth depth um, depth chart, it's four three because they have Fred Warner, who was a very very productive rookie linebacker. They signed Quan Alexander to a massive deal, and they have Malcolm Smith, a veteran. So according to this, our lads they have a four three system in in place. And you've invested a lot of capital on that D line and. I it's, I feel like they're a, a trade down candidate. Oh, big time! I but but I feel like they lo- I feel like both the Bosa thing. I think he's gonna, they're going to go Bosa. I'd like to see him go Quinn and Williams. I think Quinn and Williams is better than Bosa. I actually think, me personally, I like Ed Oliver more. I like I'd rather go Ed Oliver than Bosa. 
Ed Oliver on this defense would be sweet, but he plays a three tech just like DeForest Buckner. Mm -hmm. So I don't know that that's the thing is you either go nose tackle and you, they have them play in the one in between the center and the guard, or you just upgrade at end because you have to remember they're going to be going the base defense for a lot of teams is just nickel now. So if you have D Ford at one end, Buckner at, at a three technique, can Armstead or can you bump Buckner down to a one and play Armstead at a three and then put Bosa on one edge for pass rushing and you got those four at the line? If Armstead can handle that, I don't I mean he's listed at six seven, two ninety two. He's big enough. To, to slide down to a three technique, and I know Buckner's big enough to slide down. Or, yeah, I know Buckner's definitely big enough, especially in a nickel-type package, because he's 6'7", 300. Both of those guys could easily slide down, and then you got a monster pass rush just like that. Where you went from having no defense to disrupting the quarterback all the time. Mm -hmm. Like, Seattle's in trouble when they if they play against this D-line, because as of right now, Seattle still can't block anyone. <laughs> that's true i think i think they're gonna uh, i'm looking yeah i'm looking i'm looking ahead right now i just think i think bose is yeah i, I think bose is the guy they'll go with i'm just i i mean i watch ohio state did i just are there are there i don't know something of i i love joey bosa but i think he was slight he he dropped to what the fourth pick again third or fourth pick i w i like i want to agree with that yeah but I just something about them. I just don't think that like I I picked Joey Bosa to win Defensive Player of the Year last year, but he has he has been a struggle from the stand on the field. Same thing with Nick. Nick missed with he has he has a, not just last year he has a history of core injuries. Can he build up his core strength to the max? I'm not 100 percent sure. But the talent and how and based off how the Four Niners have drafted in the past, I see I don't see any disagreement with Nick Bosa going here. Especially because Nick Bosa is usually in the top three, top two of everyone's, you know, big board and stuff like that. So I don't see and like you, to build off what you said, a Bosa, D Ford, Armstead, Buckner, Solomon Thomas rotation is pretty crazy. And there's... Be, in a and, nickel? Yeah. Come, like... And there'll be some times where you can go 5-2. You could play a yeah, you could play a five yeah. two because you have Warner and Quan who can cover so much, and then you have four in the back, or you could even go five on the five down, and Quan or Fred and Warner in the middle, and then just have the nickel nickel package like that. Like, there's a lot of things you can work with here. You got a lot of versatility, and there's never, it's never, in my opinion, it's never a bad thing to have a surplus of awesome D line. Mm -hmm. Keep them fresh throughout the year, you know. And yeah. if you get a good, healthy rotation without a huge drop off in talent, that's always going to be a plus. Mm -hmm. I but just like so, Nick Bosa's we have so Nick we're in agreement. Think Bosa's the pick here. Yes. Okay. Just like the 49ers, I think the Jets are looking to trade out and looking forward aggressively because their whole because they they need a lot of help on their defense and they need a lot they need help they need help everywhere pretty much. So I'm looking at this. And maybe I don't. I don't see a team. I feel like this is the discussion of the whole entire first round, as it is every year. Are we going to see teams trade up for Haskins, Daniel Jones, or Drew Locke? 
I think we're going to see at least two trade ups for two of those quarterbacks. What I think, two of those three quarterbacks. I don't know. I couldn't. I think the I think the Redskins are one team that are going to try to trade up, and maybe Denver. Since I feel like I feel like Denver and Cincinnati are content with whoever falls to them. And when it comes to a quarterback, or we're going to see some later back end of the back end of the draft um, movement up, but. The only team that's the, – the Packers are equipped with multiple first-round picks. The Seahawks are now equipped, but I don't think the Seahawks are going to be that aggressive in terms of moving up. And I don't see – I just don't see – I don't see Oakland trying to – I don't see Oakland giving up 24 or 27 and 4 just to move up and draft a certain player because I think they're happy with whatever one of Quinn Williams, Deadover, or – um. What's his name? Or Josh Allen falls to them. So for this practice, the Jets stay there. And you think they take best player available in Quinn and Williams? Yeah, I'm looking at their at their projected starting defensive depth chart. And they got running, as of now, a 3-4. So you got Leonard Williams on one side who is turning into a stud. It's taking him a couple years, but he's getting there. Um, Henry Anderson and Steve McLendon. Um are the other two on the line. So um, I would, I would go, I would go Quinnen here, but personally, like if I were in the jets and I didn't get to trade out, I'd probably, I'd probably roll the dice with Ed Oliver. Mm -hmm. Personally on the basis that, you know, I was listening, I was listening to uh, Mark Waldman's podcast and, he had uh, he had this guy on from uh, from Dallas. I can't remember his name exactly, but he said you 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 can teach technique. You can't teach quickness, and you can't teach quick twitchy and exploding out of a stance. And when I watch Ed Oliver, he just beats everyone to the punch. He's just so much faster. And I know people are obviously very cautious to compare him to uh, Aaron Donald. But they have very like like we've said before, they have very very similar traits coming out of college. He's been a five star prospect for a reason. I don't think we would be having if he had Bama or if he would have gone to LSU and he had LSU by his name and would have done what he did at Houston at LSU. I don't think we'd even be. I I wouldn't be surprised if he would have gotten taken over Bosa. But I think I think they go Williams here. Do you think? It, do you think there's anything that Oliver at playing at Houston in the AAC has anything to do with that? Because I remember him dominating. I think was it was it his first game against Baker Mayfield, or when he straight up dominated that Oklahoma O line. I'm I'm pretty sure that was either his first game or um his second season. I gotta I gotta I gotta look it up real quick, but. I mean, you and I love Ed Oliver. We he's just a guy who just gets just dominates every time he's on the field. But Quinnen Williams dominated the SEC. And he is he's he's I just I just think bless you, sir. That's 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 that sneeze. But thank you. The good thing about with Quinnen Williams and Ed Oliver but just to say something, where you and I are going to give our analysis, but we're not going to go into the nitty and gritty because it's because that's what everyone does. We're just going to hear, we're just going to talk, 
and why we like people more more so than others. But but we're not going to be giving the in depth like this guy, like this guy. I don't know. You, people catch my drift in eventually. But Quinn and I like Quinn and Williams. He's number the best player on a lot of people's boards. Um. And I don't see how the Jets. The thing about these that all these teams between three and three, one, one through five, two through five, especially if Kyler goes, you're going to get a great player defensively on any of these positions, and that's all. And that's all you can ask for with the top five pick. You always want to hit a home run, but you just want to get a productive player on a rookie contract for four to five years, hopefully five years, then you can extend him. I like Quinn Williams for the Jets. I am interested to see what Greg Williams wants to do with this defense. And you have you have the Williams boys and Leonard and Quinnen. I think that's a good foundation for for Greg Williams to work with. So any lasting thoughts on the Jets in this pick? No, I'm excited to see what happens here because I think the, 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 the teams at 2, 3, and 4 could all end up not picking where they're picking, which is the crazy part. Mm-hmm. Due to trades, yeah, and that's why that's why doing these mock drafts is not is not it's, it's a fun practice to talk about these prospects and like and team fits and all that stuff. But it sometimes can be a lost cause within the second pick because teams are just going to trade out and stuff like that. So keep this moving. Oakland first of their three picks. This is a this is a this is a draft where they can legit turn around the franchise. So. I think there's two two people in mind, our boy Ed Oliver, and Josh Allen in Kentucky, the guy who swept the defensive boards this year in college football. I'm reading some late Ed Oliver push. I'm reading that. What do you think they're going to do? Well, I'm looking at their I'm looking at their defense right now. Um, they got Arden Key on uh, they as of now they have it listed as a four three. Um, with Arden Key at one end, Shilly Calhoun at another, Justin Ellis at nose tackle, and Maurice Hurst at the three tech. I don't know. Maurice Hurst is listed at six one two ninety one. I'm pretty sure Ed Oliver is around the same. Uh, let me double check to make sure. He's listed at six two two eighty seven, so about the same. In a nickel package, I would be pretty. I think those two next to each other would be awesome, but you run into the situation in in terms of uh, doubling up on one and then leaving spare on the other. Um, I think whatever team's getting at Oliver it might be getting the best player in the draft um, in terms of impacting your defense. Um, I love Ed Oliver. I, I'm I, I wasn't huge on him, and then I went back and watched his film, and I'm I I want. I want him on so many different teams. Um, so it depends. It depends on how Oakland views their flexibility with that, having that depth at that particular position. Can either of them slide to nose? Will Can both of them play in the nickel? Can you get both of them on the field and still be able to defend the run properly? Because they're both slightly, would be slightly under, would definitely be undersized to be playing nose, in my opinion. But can they do it? If you can scheme and you can justify that, then I think you should take Ed Oliver because I think he's the best player still left on the board. If that's not the case, then I think you have to really think about going Josh Allen and solidifying a rush end 
opposite of Arden Key. Because Arden Key, if you go back and watch the film, didn't if you look at stats, didn't really have a whole lot of sacks. Pretty sure he had like one. Mm-hmm. But he got to the quarterback a lot. So at least he was disrupting, but he just was not finishing on the tackle. And I think that's something an offseason can kind of help his mind wrap around, get those skills refined. And he's going to – he supreme. He would have been a top five, top ten pick if he would have not gone back to school. But he went back to LSU and then tanked that year. Just was awful. Um, but he got drafted by the Raiders on pure talent. And the talent flashes in the NFL. It's not a question about talent with him. So if they can get him to hit the corner and you got him on one end, Maurice Hurst in the middle, and you got Allen on one edge, that's awesome. But at the same time, they also – they got th- – they have three first-round picks, mm-hmm. correct? Yes. The edge defending is is deep. Edge defenders are deep. Like – if they really wanted another edge defender, they're still Rashawn Gary. They're still Brian Burns. They're still uh, Clylan Farrell from Clemson. Like, they're still Montez Sweat. So, personally, I'd go Ed Oliver and then try to get an edge later in the uh, later in the draft. Ha. Ed Oliver's getting some noise. Here's the other thing. There's a report that Tom McShay stated. I don't know if you saw this that. No, we're not going to it's not going to take 20 minutes to get through every four picks, trust me. So, there's a report that John Gruden still loves Kyler Murray and not Derek Carr. And that they could trade four for one and maybe the 24th pick or 27th pick and draft Kyler Murray. Knowing John Gruden and Mike Mayock is and Kyler Murray and where you stand, is that something that you would do if you could trade one? You could trade four for one and then lose one of your lose your top second round pick or your twenty seventh overall pick. Is that something you would do? With zero hesitation. Okay. All right. Watch on. Watch for Oakland and see if they do that. Which means that means Arizona keeps your boy Josh Rosen, which is. Which is just, I feel like that's just a win in your eyes across the board. But, I, I watched the NFL Nation draft, um, ESPN draft, mock drafting. They did like their, whoever, like the beat writers for that team went up and made the pick. And they, they picked it all over here. And for some reason, I think Ed Oliver gonna, is going to keep climbing up boards because they have a 4 they're on a 4 3. They, Jonathan Hankins, I I just and like I I can't get that out of my head that you know players like Rashawn Gary, who I don't know if you saw he tore his, he has torn labrum may need surgery, may not need surgery but he's gonna be playing through pain this year. People say he's gonna fall out of the fall fall out of the first round as a whole. One of these edge guys will fall. Teams are gonna trade up. So if they're gonna operate a f- smart in a smart way. Trading back, I mean, I mean, not trading back. Getting drafting at Oliver and giving Paul Gunther, the D um, fifth coordinator for the Oaklanders, another Geno Atkins, and we we've seen how dominant Geno Atkins can be for a defense, especially led by Paul Gunther. I really think, I really think they're going to get at Oliver. 
All the noise I'm seeing, I'm reading blogs. They're saying Ed Oliver is the pick. I feel like there's a lot of momentum for Ed Oliver. So I don't know if you. I know you wanted Ed Oliver to be picked here in Wood. Are you are you saying that Oakland's going to actually follow through and do that? Because I just wrote Ed Oliver's name down as number four. Yeah, I, I think I think how we've had the board. Yeah, I think so. Okay. All right. Oakland, another team to watch. Another team that's going to tr- be active and stuff like that. All right, move on to the Bucks. A blessing has fallen into their lap, Noah. A blessing. And his name is Josh Allen. The edge rusher they need. And anyone to not – anything to not – to keep them from taking a linebacker at number five. You're in agreement if Josh Allen falls, they draft Josh Allen, Correct. No, I really still think they take Devin White. <sighs> Dang it, Noah. Sorry. It, hate, it pains me to say, but I do, I do think they do. Explain. Um, like I said, edge defenders in this class are deep. Um, as pressing of a need as it is, I think their idea of solidifying a middle linebacker with someone like him is very enticing, especially as Levante David gets older. Um, we don't know what we're going to get exactly in Dion Buchanan. Um, they have uh, Shaquille Barrett that they just brought on. So the pass rush potential is there. And I think it would make them feel a lot better. I feel like the Bucks will view it as the biggest win possible by not re-signing Quan to a big contract and getting and upgrading, in my opinion, majorly from him to Devin White. You sound so dejected making that throughout that whole soliloquy right there about them drafting Devin White. I it it's more just on the basis that I know it's coming. It happens almost every year with the Bucks that I know it, that I know what's coming. And I know that it's going to improve this defense, but it's just I hate over the past last year the Bucks drafted the best defensive tackle in a very poor defensive tackle class. And now the Bucks are going to draft the best linebacker in a poor linebacking class. Not to that's not a knock on Devin White. I think he would be at the top of boards in other situations, and he could even pan out being the Luke Keekley of this defense. And if that's the case, by all means, do what you got to do. But it's frustrating how it didn't seem as if it was very forward thinking, especially because you knew that this upcoming draft class was going to be so deep and D line. Maybe they didn't anticipate picking in the top five again. I think they're going to go Devin White, too. Because Jenna Lane, uh, NFL Nation reporter for the Bucks, she came out even was when Josh. The top four was exactly like we have it. And I feel like people are settling in on the top five, the six that we have. But she's like, Devin White as such has just been a very, a very, what's the word? She ended up choosing Staple. Josh Allen, but he's just been like, he's just exactly what the Bucks want in terms of a player. And 
I know linebackers don't win championships, but if you have a Devin White, Levante David pairing, you know, that's that's gonna take away a middle of the field. That's gonna do a lot of business. And we talked later and we'll get we'll I mean we're not gonna talk later, but hopefully we're talking next week about the Bucks' full draft class, about how they grabbed one of these safeties in the back in the, in the round two. Because if they get that and they get a ball hawking safety, I'm happy. But if they go Devin White and then just even go running back in round two, I'll be upset. But you know we have a new coaching staff. It's to, I tend to believe in Todd Bowles. Not to, I, in a Bruce Arians team and see where he goes. The other thing is that Bruce Arians always – he went for, like, the athletic freaks when he was at Arizona. I think of Hassan Riddick his last year and stuff like that. Josh Allen reminds me of Hassan Riddick, but I think he just wants a stable guy because there's not a lot of stability in the Bucks, And you have a guy that's 21 in the 94th athletic percentile who is just a monster from one of the best – best talent pools in college football in in terms of uh last thing i'll add excuse me in terms of divisional opponents it gives you someone that can match up against christian mccaffrey it gives you someone that can match up against alvin Kamara. it gives you someone Devontae freeman but he's not he's not as big of a pass catching back as those other two um but it gives you someone that you can match up against those two one-on-one man-to-man coverage and yeah you're worried about it slightly but he's so athletic man that he's gonna get a win at least a couple of times against them I feel like we just convinced ourselves that we won't we wouldn't be too upset with this pick it's not that I'm upset I just hate the predictability mm-hmm. all right well moving on the Giants I don't think they good quarterback here I think they're doing backflips in their draft room if that Josh Allen fell to them it's an immediate hole fill. They lose Olivier Vernon. They draft Josh Allen. David Gettleman loves D-Lineman. He loves the hog he likes to talk about. I think this I think this is the route they go. I'm right there with you. He's the best player left on the board. Those five players right there, Bosa, Oliver, Williams, Devin White, Josh Allen, are the five best defensive players on the board. Depending on who you talk to, you would say that Kyler Murray would that would make it legitimately the top six players in the draft right there. And I think after that is when things start getting interesting. Yes, so let's move to Jacksonville. I think they go O-line. And people think Andre Dillard's the best tackle in the draft out of Washington State. It's tough for me to go with the guy who's been at the top of boards the whole – throughout the whole season, and has done nothing to prove me otherwise, and that's Jonah Williams from Alabama. I I mean, you know, you like you watch more college football than me. So what what is it that comp- – even if Juwan Taylor's in your mix too, which of these three do you see Jacksonville ending up with? Because they definitely need some O-line help because their defense is still stout and ridiculously invested in. And through the draft and contra- free agency and contracts and all that stuff. I don't really see them making a move for a tight end this early, especially in a deep tight end class. I don't see them making a move for a wide receiver because I kind of I low-key like the receivers, and this is actually, a once again, a very deep and talented receiving, receiving class. 
So which of these O-lines do you see Jacksonville settling on? I would say Jonah. I think he has been by far and away the best or was consistently at the top of so many boards before everyone starts overthinking their boards um, just to kind of spice it up in my opinion. I do think Jacksonville is in a big position to potentially trade down because if they could acquire another pick um, or something of that nature and um, end up with one of those three tackles between Williams, Dillard, and uh, Jawan Taylor. Um, There's another guy. Cody Ford also isn't bad. Mm -hmm. Um, There's the guy from... uh, I'm not finding his name. It's okay. Um, but I think they could uh, they could potentially be a trade-out type team. Um, but if not, I think they just take best O-line available, and that'd be Jonah. People's biggest concerns with him uh, happen to be his short arms. But I sent you a tweet from uh, Arif Hassan, uh, at Harif, uh, Arif Hassan NFL on Twitter, and he tweeted out saying, Jonah Williams kept, kept notes on his opponent via spreadsheets and used pass rush move distributions to direct his game week prep. He would, uh, I've read, went on to read the thread, so he would watch film of his opponents and take a spreadsheet of which you which moves were successful, which moves they used the most, which moves they didn't use as frequently, and which ones they uh, panned out for them best. And he would work on those, and then he would go and watch his own film. He said he watched more film uh, of himself than anyone else, which I think is very humbling i think that's a very it's a very humbling experience especially if you uh get beat by that sec uh sec speed um or like against when you have your hands full like when you're playing clemson of that or something like that um it's a very introspective but professional thing to do so that's where i would go he was he's been a staple for alabama's d-line for a couple years now that's all i really need to hear if i'm being honest the only thing that concerns me with maybe going Juwan Taylor or Dillard over him is that he's not the bet. He texted 17% in athletic profile, and looking at the new offensive coordinator, it's John DeFlipio from the um, Nick from the Andy from not Andy Reid eventually tree, but the um, Doug Peterson mold and Eagles, and they have they need athletic O linemen. So that's maybe why I would lean towards Jawan Taylor or Dillard. But the thing that I like about Jonah Williams is that he can play on the interior. And the Jags need help in the guard. The right side of their own line needs help in general. Because they have Cam Roberts on the left. He's not the best O-lineman. But he's not... But I liked it. But I don't think he's... But I think that they invested in him and they're going to try to do that. I'm going to agree I'm gonna agree with you and go Jonah Williams simply for the fact that um, dang it, wrong button. It's really everything you said. I mean, you sent me that draft chart, and I'm like, I love this guy. I it automatically was like, yeah, I like, I like this guy's thought process. I like everything about that. So, I mean, Dillard. I mean, Dillard's a freak athlete, and all that stuff. But how much, how much can you trust a Washington State lineman, especially if you're Jacksonville? Like that's something that Bob. That's something. I mean, the ball's in and out so quickly, and they're not running a lot. So, especially for the Jacksonville Jaguars, who are going to want to run the ball, 
I don't want I don't and there's questions about how great of a run blocker that one guy would be, which is why I like Jonah Williams, who's played in a downhill offense for a while, and ta- and jo- um, Jawan Taylor, who is a just a monster. But I like Jonah Williams' versatility, and I like the fact that he's been successful. Is young, a student of the game, like you said, he's probably crushing interviews right now. So I'll go there. Quick, all right, keep this thing keep this thing rolling along. Detroit Lions. Um, I feel like they can go a lot of places with this. I feel like their their O line's really good when healthy. Their receiving core, great. Their um, what is it? Their running back core is good. They're solid. Secondary is solid. Linebacking core is solid. D-line, I like their D-line. So they're, once again, another prime trade-down candidate. But I'm going to throw two names at you. I'm going to throw you three names at you, three names at you. And remember, we have to put on our hat that we are not the ones. Actually, you know what? I think they go Brian Burns, Montez Sweat, or TJ Hawkinson. I really do. And I'm trying to get inside the mind of Matt Patricia and what a Patriots player looks like. I don't know if they would take a Burns. I don't know if they would take a Sweat. But I definitely know they would take a Hawkinson, even though they have Jesse J- They signed Jesse James. who's not the greatest tight end, but they signed Jesse James. They have Michael Roberts uh, at, already at the tight end position. Um. Yeah, I... This is another. This is a once again another trade down candidate. I don't know where they're going to go. Interested to see where you think they go. Um, personally, I'd actually like to see them go Noah Fant, the other Iowa tight end. You, th- um, you think he's better? I enjoy the versatility that he has more as a as a pass catching prospect, um, and his run blocking isn't in my opinion, isn't that much farther off. Like, I look at it like this. Those two, Noah Fant, I think, is like a step two levels above Hawkinson and what he can do as a receiver. But Mm. I don't think that gap is as wide as when it comes to their run blocking. And I think Noah Fant offers you a lot more versatility as an offense, especially an offense that loves to throw the ball. And it would just free up Marvin Jones and Galladay to do what they do best. You would still be getting an awesome tight end. You would be having a tight end moving down the middle of the field, moving down the seams, checking, releasing, getting getting the ball to someone extremely athletic um, that can make a play. That's on. If I'm the Lions, that's probably where I go. If I didn't trade out, that's probably where I would go. If I did trade out. Um, I think this is a prime. The 7 and 8 between the Jags and the Panthers are huge, huge, huge quarterback taking spots. Between, for people. Between the Jets, wait, Panthers. No, oh sorry, I'm looking at I'm looking at a different mock draft, but the Jags and the Lions. Okay. I think um, the, I think the Panthers are going to trade up and try to get an alignment, that's for sure. But the thing that you say about Fant and his receiving skills is that I'm thinking about the Lions, and when they were successful at, at their best last season was when they had on Johnson going in the ground game. 
and that's what I think Hawkinson brings. Is SC James is not the best blocking tight? Is, is more of a receiving tight end? So I feel like they already have that done. But I think that a team that is having issues bringing in, I mean, re-signing Ezekiel Ansa, I see them take. I see them more of a. I see them drafting a pass rusher, in my opinion, because that D line. I'm looking at the the depth chart that they have with their D line, and you know, they signed Trey Flowers, but on the other side they're starting Romeo Aquara. I don't know if that is, but if you bring in a even if you take a project on Montez Sweat or Brian Burns, you're gonna get you're gonna have a D line of Trey Flowers, Damian Harrison, or Damian Harrison, a Sean Robinson from Bama, Deshaun Hand from Bama, I think from Bama. No, he's from I don't know where he's from. Let me click real quick. And then a sweater sewn on the other side, that is, yeah, the Sean Hands from Alabama. I like that. And thinking of, I mean, do you, do, would you see a Belichick team drafting a more a tailored receiving tight end number eight if they had to stay there? Is that no? Is that that's, that's, I don't think so. I don't know if that's I don't know if that's the best value in terms of what they would do. Which is why I think, I mean, sweat. Montez Sweat is falling down boards. Once, but I think this is a. I think the Panthers or a team like this will trade up and say, "Hey, let's get Juwan Taylor. Let's get Andre Dillard for our for our for our team." I, on the other hand, see that if they stay here in our mock, they're staying here. I see them going, either, Sweat Burns or Hawkinson. And I'll let you decide between if you think they go Burns or Sweat in terms of the versatility that the Matt Patricia, that a Patricia defense normally plays with. Well, I'm biased because I got to watch Brian Burns, and mm-hmm. I got to the coolest day during practice was when they were experimenting. I think it was for the Clemson game, and they moved Burns to middle linebacker. And that was so much fun to watch because he is so fast and is just knows how to move around linemen. Like no one could block him. So I think he would be a great on and off ball linebacker. And he totally has the athleticism, in my opinion, to play anywhere in the front seven. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's probably where I'd go. I'd probably go Burns. Um, I think I think Matt Patricia would have a lot of fun working with Brian Burns. Oh man, I don't know where to go. I don't know where to go with this. I just can't. I just I just see a lot in my head of him trying to make Montez Sweat a monster. And besides that, I'm it's, I'm really struggling outside of that. I really am. I'm looking at other drafts, other mock drafts, and they have they have this all over the place. They have DeAndre Baker from Georgia going this high. Other teams have all this. I just Let me look at another one. Just I'm just trying to gather as much information as possible. I, I'm gonna for the I, I'm gonna have to I think I'm gonna have to go with Montez Sweat here, 
because I'm thinking f- I'm thinking of like the burn. I think they're both projects, and I think Burns. We have you and I have a especially you have a bias towards him, and what first thing we can do. I just think that it's going to take him a lot longer than Sweat to be a good player in the middle of the field. And that's that, fair. And that's my thinking about it. So I'm going to go that Sweat Edge Buffalo. Um, you laid the case for Noah Fant. I'm laid the case for T.J. Hawkinson. Um, people have called him the best tight end prospect in a long time. A guy who blocks like an old lineman and catches the ball, arguably, and is a an elite tight end catcher. Buffalo's going to run the ball. They need. They have two speedsters and a slot guy in Cole Beasley with John Brown and um, Robert Foster on the end. This is a position that they need desperately. An O-lineman would be good, but you can get an O-lineman and a pass catcher in TJ Hawkinson and a red zone threat because John Brown's not really an end zone threat. Cole Beasley's an end zone threat in his own right and working the slot. Actually, I'm actually impressed with Cole Beasley. Every time I watch Cowboys, and they're on every single week anyway on national TV. Foster is a deep threat. I think TJ Hawkinson's a slam dunk pick here. Do you think they take him a nine or try to trade back a couple and then take him? I think they'll field offers from Cincinnati to try Cincinnati or Miami to maybe trade up and get a quarterback. But I think I think Buffalo for once really loves the situation they're in with their whole team. We've seen McDermott can pull rabbits out of his hats and build a strong defense, and they're going to have an offense that puts their defense in good in solid situations. So staying there or not, I think if Hawkinson follows them that they're just like, hey, you know what? We're, we have a complete tight end. Why not just why not just why not just draft a player that fits our need and is going to be and is just exact is exactly what we need in a in a position that's productive in a position that we need a lot of production in. It would be a great Tight end for tight ends are the biggest safety net for a quarterback. Um, Travis Kelsey, Jimmy Graham was for the longest time. Gronk was for the longest time. Um, Cameron Bray and OJ Howard have been for Jameis. Um, and I think I can't think of a better tight end to go to Buffalo to be that safety net for Josh Allen in a run heavy team. He's essentially your 6-0 line, eligible 6-0 lineman in terms of his blocking capabilities, and but can still sneak out, catch some passes, some deacon dunk stuff if he needs to, to be that safety net for Josh Allen. So I'd actually be very pleasant, pleasantly happy with this uh, with this Buffalo Bills pick if they did go Hawkinson, especially because, like I said, two deep threats. A slot guy. There's one place that's going to be wide open, and there's one place where Hawkinson makes all of his money, and that's the intermediate range. I love Hawkinson. I love this pick. Iowa tight ends. You draft him. That's just what we do. And his comp is Kittle, George Kittle. So if you're getting George Kittle with this offense, give me all your Josh Allen, Josh Allen, the quarterback stock. Just let me buy all of it off your hands. 
Keep this moving. We are 47 minutes in, and we are back. <laughs> we are nine picks in. We're at nine picks in. So I think we'll speed up to when you get to the end. Um, 10. Denver. Quarterback O-line. It's, Man, those are the two go, spots. You got to go O-line. I've seen a lot of mocks having Devin Bush at this spot. I don't like that, though. I think they recognize that their offense needs a lot of help. That's where I would go, man. So, Dillard or Juwan Taylor? This is a popular quarterback pick, a very popular quarterback destination, and there's two John, John Elway quarterbacks that are tall with big arms. But you know what? I just thought of it. I think they're going to draft. I think if they don't draft Haskins or Locke, I think they're going to draft Tyree Jackson. He is the perfect John Elway quarterback. Very tall. It's true. Cannon arm. And you trade for Flacco to win for a year or two to give you that cushion. And you all have a terrible offensive line. So it doesn't make sense, for, in my opinion, for them to get rid of Keenum and then try to, for a quote-unquote win-now quarterback, and then try to, you know, dude, it's going to be so awesome watching Flacco throw 90-yard balls in that, in that mile high. Um, to no one, by the way. I'm just joking. Courtland Sun and Deshaun, Deshaun Hamilton, love you guys. I think Dillard's the pick here because I think I think Dillard is a more proven pass blocker than Jawan Taylor from Florida. Yeah, I agree with that. All right, to keep moving, Cincinnati, they are drafting quarterback. Wouldn't shock me if they didn't, but I don't know if the Andy Dalton experiment can go any longer. I would love to see it happen because I genuinely think, you know what? I'll leave it to you. I'll give you, put you in the mind of the Cincinnati Bengals front office. Three people. Haskins or Locke, you know, you get the get the Ohio kid, Haskins, to stay in Cincinnati, stay in Ohio. Drew Locke or Devin Bush? Where do you see that going? I'm, I hate Andy Dalton ever <laughs> since I – I absolutely do. He has ruined, <laughs> ruined A.J. Green. In his entire career. We would consider A.J. Green a top three receiver. If he was playing with any quarterback that I have ranked higher than Andy Dalton. I don't want to say any quarterback in the NFL. But like, A.J. Green gets the shaft, man. And I I think I would go Haskins. Because they have a solid O-line for the most part. Pretty solid O-line when healthy. They got their running back that they like. And the receiving core has potential. And use John, uh, uh, John Ross like they used Paris Campbell at Ohio State. Boom. Speed across this field with speed. Tall dude. Can stand in the pocket and make throws. From Ohio, you'll sell more tickets too. Hmm. So you're gonna. So you like Haskins there? That's where I. That's if I'm the Bengals and I'm taking a quarterback, I would take Haskins. Okay. I'm not. I mean, 
I think Devin Bush is the is the wild card here. I, I really think he fits the Vontez Burfitt type thing, but I don't see this. This is I don't see this many quarterbacks not going. Honestly. Oh oh yeah. That's that's why I'm leaning towards Dwayne Haskins here. Although I definitely definitely think Devin Bush would be the would be in play here. Um, Packers. And by the way, Dalton is good. When that O line's healthy, when that, remember, we loved the Bengals last year. We both picked the Bengals to go into Kansas City and beat them until their O line fell fell, um, fell apart. So, I'm not going to be here. I'll be here for some Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton or Kirk was that Cousins. Both of us. Andy Dalton or Kirk Cousins. I don't know if that was both of us. And I uh, Andy Dalton or Kirk Cousins. Would I rather have Andy Dalton behind in the, for the Vikings or Kirk Cousins? Man, that's tough, but I would probably go Kirk Cousins. All right, I'm not even. Are you, am I the only one that's going to be doing the Kirk, the Andy Dalton? I mean, the Kirk Cousins bit from now on because you picked you picked him above like nine other quarterbacks last week. Ten ten other quarterbacks last week, and now you're picking him Andy Dalton him over him let him behind Andy Dalton. I I don't even know who you are anymore. You went to no, you go to Nebraska and you get all Midwestern nice on me it's, drinking that Vikings Kool Aid. It's not that. It's more the basis that how can you now if you said I'm not getting into this right now. Let's keep moving. <laughs> all right, Packers. They have a hole in offense. They need I've I think Noah Fant. Yep. Please, one of the two Iowa tight ends here, please. I think Rodgers, and if you look at how um, Matt Lefleur uses his offensive, uses his, how important tight ends are to his offense, I feel like t- I feel like he's going to draft Noah Fan here because they have a solid defense. I mean, they could use the edge rusher, but I feel like we said, there's deep. I mean, I I can see him taking some. I don't. I just don't. I like Noah Fan. They need to keep Rodgers happy. Jimmy Graham is not Jimmy Graham anymore. I like their I love their wide receivers. I they finally hopefully are going to go all in with Aaron Jones, one of the most solid O-lines in football. They could use some depth there, but I think you have the chance to draft Noah Fan here or cuz I don't think Noah Fan's going to be able, be available when they pick at 30. Really? No. So keep it rolling. Dolphins. They're tanking. Um. Yeah, I don't know where to go. I. I just take best player available at this point. Who's your best player available? Probably Devin Bush. All right, I like it. I was thinking that they need a captain of the defense. Um. I think they would want Haskins to go there. I mean, they have Ryan Fitzpatrick. I love, I love that Ryan Fitzpatrick is there. I love it. Dude, I'm serious when I say this. Devontae Parker is going to be a fantasy. Finally. I've been saying this for four years. If I'm not right now, I'll retire the bit. But Josh, come on, Fitzmagic. Let's do it. Devin Bush, need a captain of the defense. You love you like Devin Bush just as much as Devin White, too. Yeah, I do. I'm a big Devin Bush guy. I think he's going to... Um, I think... I think... His skill set transfers so well to the NFL game. 
I know okay. Devin White is freak athlete, high high athletic percentile. Devin Bush is as well, but I love the patience that Devin Bush has when he needs to have it. I love the way he can close in um, on running backs. Um, White is more flashy, and when you watch him, it's more fun. I think Devin Bush may be more efficient. Okay. I went ahead and wrote down the next four picks because I think you're going to be in agreement with me. Um, Mm -hmm. Falcons love taking speedy edge rushers, so I think Brian Burns is a perfect fit for them. Perfect. All right. Um, You've talked about him a lot. Redskins need a quarterback. I think they go Drew Locke. Yeah. I mean, I... I mean, they're all these quarterbacks are meh to me, but I feel like Washington would be okay with that because they don't they have holes in their secondary and they have some other holes and stuff like that. But they're they're going to trade up and try to get Haskins, and that does that doesn't I, work. I think they'll they'll try to trade up and get Locke, and that doesn't. Let work. me ask you this: Ask away. Would you rather have? You know my answer. Would you rather have Drew Locke or Josh Rosen with that pick? Josh Rosen. I'll okay. say that, yeah, yeah. I feel like they're they're definitely a giant Josh Rosen player. I think because that's yeah, what, that's, what, that's you, what I would do. That's what I would do with that pick. But what, if I had that pick and Haskins and Murray are off the board, I'm probably going. I'd probably try to trade for Rosen. Let me look at the draft picks real quick. Hold on. What? I don't all draft picks 2019. There we go. Now we're talking a little bit, Google. Okay. Now, all right. We're getting there. I really hope. I just want Arizona to have Kyler Murray. I can't. I just all I care about. Do you see them trading 30? Is 33, 33 and Rosen for 15? Is that a good deal for Washington? Yeah, I'd actually be really happy with that if I'm Washington. Okay. So they yeah, like it. They're a trade thing. I think Drew Locke, I mean, do you value Drew Locke above Daniel Jones? At this point in time, yes. I mean, y'all, you, everyone knows how I feel about Will Greer. I don't think Will Greer is going to be this high. I want I I think Will Greer is the second or third best quarterback in the whole draft. He's fun to watch, man. He's fun. You put him in a, you put, He didn't lose those games against West Virginia. He had to score 1000 points. In the cup, in the one game, one or two games that the offense was shut down. I mean, it was just. I mean, nothing. I just can't. I just can't get the. The guy makes throws. He makes big throws. He pushes the ball down the field. He's a quarterback that people would want, but. It is what it is. Um. You wonder how long we've been going. I yeah. Time, tell me. No, we've been going for fifty fifty nine minutes, and um, wish you were here. The Pink Floyd I've already played through once. Just saying something. <laughs> All right, next I have Carolina Panthers, another trade up candidate. Major need O line, best O line available. Jawan Taylor, tackle out of Florida. Yep. All right, finally get we can finally move it a little bit. Next, New York Giants, they get their man without having to trade up. Daniel Jones out of Duke, they get their quarterback, they get their David Cutcliffe product to replace another David Cutcliffe product in Elon Manning. New York's happy. Eli's happy because he has a project quarterback. People love Daniel Jones. Um, I don't see anything wrong with that. I you, I I think Will Greer would do dynamite things in New York, but Daniel Jones has a Daniel Jones just seems like a Giants quarterback. 
Unfortunately, he does. I'm not a. I would be extremely disappointed if I was a Giants fan if that's the direction that they go. They're gonna go that direction, and the New York media is gonna spin it as, "Hey, this is the guy we got. We got our guy. Another trade up. We got, we got our pass rusher and Josh Allen and our quarterback and Daniel Jones, all for Odell Beckham." And you equip um, the Cleveland Browns with the best, one of the best offenses in football. God, Cleveland, I've never not believed in you. Love it. Keep this moving. Your favorite quarterback, Kirk Cousins. His team's on the board. I'm looking at this. They seem like a trade-down candidate. Because I don't think de- investing in defense is good. Right? Is, is a solid move. I don't see investing in um, a receiver on the on the offensive side is the smartest move. So I have a guy in mind. Interested to see where you where you think that they should go. I'd go O line. Okay. Um, I'll see if we're see if we're agreeing to the same O lineman. Um, I would be looking at either Cody Ford. Uh, Chris Lindstrom or Garrett Bradbury and how are I don't know off the top of my head how are the Vikings at center I'm looking at that right now that's who I they have they have an Ohio State center named Pat Elflein Ooh, they just they just drafted him in 2017 Um, Chris I watched BC Boston College play in Tallahassee, and that Lindstrom dude was massive. Um, so if that's where they went with him, I would be cool with that. Um, I'd either go him there or I go Bradbury, and I think Bradbury could probably play any any of the interior positions. That's where I would. That's where I would want to go, because I think he's the best interior O line in this draft. Bradbury. Yeah, I that's who interior O line. I, I I was circling Bradbury, and if not Bradbury, Cody Ford. Those are the two I'd go with. But some pe this thing I'm reading. I'm reading your profile about him and stuff. Like some teams may be, like he could be. He could be at guard. I don't know if Elfline. Elfline's three hundred three pounds. That's a big, big center. Maybe he can slide to guard. I think that we've seen a rise in centers and anything to make Kirk Cousins' job easier is a smart thing. <laughs> so I like Garrett Bradbury here. I think that. Them going that route would be, I think them going this route would be a decision that just, it just helps Kirk out because he's a 24-year-old center. They have the Elfine. Ta- I mean, do you love all the tackles here? You could probably trade up and get a tackle. Like you said, the B's the guy from BC, Cody Ford. There's guys that are going to be available. Why not just draft the best alignment available in Garrett Badbury? So, you cool with that? I'm cool with it. All right, Tennessee. A team that has weird holes, in my opinion. 
Delaney Walker's getting up there in age. I don't see them unless if a Noah Fant falls them, maybe. Their D-line. Let me look at their D-line real quick. Because I am thinking wide receiver. But I don't know if they would go wide receiver for the second time in third, in three years. So let me look at their biggest needs a tight tight end. I don't think maybe Irv Smith Jr. out of Bama, who's a stud. Every time I watched him play, he was always making plays. And I think they definitely need help with their. I think they definitely need help with giving weapons to Marcus Mariota. I just don't know if staying put right here would be the best move for them. So, interested to hear your your thoughts on the Tennessee Titans. Because they, I mean, tight end, wide receiver, their O-line's solid when healthy. I think their D-line's pretty solid. Let me take a look at their depth chart real quick just to double check. Depth chart. Dun, dun, dun. Our lads, our lads.com. Shout out to you guys. Great, great website. Um, Daquan Jones, Jarrell Curry. They they got Cameron Wake, so they're they're running a three four. I don't think they're gonna need help. I don't think they need help on that portion. Maybe an interior D lineman. You know what? Could you imagine a Christian Wilkins, Jarrell Curry, Jarrell Casey interior line? With Carriman Waite coming off the edge. That's what I was thinking. Okay. Either that or we haven't we haven't slotted Farrell anywhere, have we? No, not yet. That's I'd go one of those two. Personally. I'd take one of the Clemson D linemen, which had one of the best probably the best D line in college football this past year. I saw them. They were huge. And <laughs> yeah. they were I literally watched them in warm ups and I was like, All right, I see uh Jamie Lannister coming out with his nice blonde hair and <laughs> and then his and then and then his mountains. Um all the Cleganes walking oh, out man. at his D line. And I'm like I literally looked it up. I know I've told you this before, but I really looked at the clubs to warm it up and I was like, We have as we have no chance. These are men. And we got boy. We have they have all men, and we got like four men, and the rest are just boys. I There's mean, <laughs> the, the, the score showed, but man, they were huge, bro. <laughs> I mean, they, I can't I, I can't mean, emphasize that enough. I mean, they manhandled everyone, 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 every single person, every single team that they played, they manhandled. Yes. And that's saying something. I love. I mean, I wish. I wish one team would just down would download would just draft uh, the Clemson D line together. But that's probably not going to happen. So I like Christian Wilkins here. I think he's a, just a solid Mike Vrabel player. He's going to be productive. Can move around. And I think they'll get tied in later. I think they'll. I think they'll dress tied in later. Pittsburgh. I don't know. Once again, I don't know. I think they need secondary help. I don't know. I don't know how much longer they can rely on Joe Hayden. The other corners are Steven Nelson from Kansas City. And if you're trusting a Kansas City DB, you are in trouble. So I think they go best DB available. 
which depending on who you think, I mean, there's no reason Greedy Williams should be falling this far down, personally. So, I like Greedy Williams at this position. I have no clue where you think they should go on this. Wide receiver is an option, but they've been drafting wide receivers in rounds two and three for, and later on for decades and making stars out of them. I'm looking. I'm looking at their. Uh, I was trying to at least. Um, oh, here it is. Um, I'm looking at their. They got a pretty solid front seven. Their secondary could definitely use some help. Um, receiving core could definitely use some help. Um, I think at this point, I think they just take best player available. And with the way that our draft has fallen. Um, Don't do it to Seattle. Don't do it to Seattle. Who do you think I was going to say? I don't want to say it. You just just don't do it to them, please. <laughs> what? I don't know. I thought they. I thought that they were going to take someone like Rashawn Gary or something. That's who I didn't want you to take to them. Ah, man, that'd be a good pick. <laughs> it really thing, sounds like it. But the thing is, don't you think they need like a win now type player, and that shoulder could scare them off? Uh, no, you're right. You're right. And you um, just said their front seven's good. I think I really think it's Greedy Williams here. I I mean him or DeAndre Baker to take your choice on who you think is the best DB, best corner in this draft, or Byron yeah. Murphy. Oh, I'd love me some Murphy. No, I think I think Greedy would be a solid would be a solid pick here. Um, okay. Their secondary definitely needs some help. Okay. Grady Williams, DB, super. All right. Um, one Seahawks need edge at their trading Frank Clark. I think if there's one team that is going to take a, a gamble on someone, it's going to be Seattle and drafting Rashawn Gary. I love that pick. Although it could mess them up for a little bit. I th- I just think the value this late for the Seahawks when they clearly need help at that position is – too it's too it's too much talent to pass from their opinion i mean their best pass rusher is at um what's his name cash cash well i'm trying to think of his name let me think let me this is actually him yeah cassius marsh the guy from ucla who they drafted they cut and they got back again gotcha yes So any any pushback Sorry, there? I'm any just, other people for Seattle? Um, I just think it's 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 tough not to try to address this O line. They have pick twenty nine, but with how this board's fallen, I I would say that's a good pick. Okay, they have pick twenty nine too. So Baltimore. Yeah, I think I think if it does fall like that, I think they do try to get. Best player available at 21. Baltimore time. I don't know. There's a show, I don't think they're going to draft offensively. You don't think so? 
their defensive line. I think I think linebackers their weakest spot, but I don't see any linebackers down here that are could be worth that. I mean, they have Earl Thomas. I love their safeties and Tony Jefferson and Earl Thomas. I love Brandon Carr. I love Marlon Humphrey. They have Jimmy Smith. Their secondary is strong. Linebacker and receiver are their two big. Or yeah, they're definitely need receiver help. But are there? I don't know if they're a team to invest a receiver when knowing they're not going to be throwing the ball that much. I'd probably. The mock draft I'm looking at has them taking Bradbury, which I think would be an awesome fit because that's the one mm-hmm. position on their O line that really needs an upgrade. Um. I mean, you know my favorite receiver in this draft. I just don't know if they're going to draft him. It just doesn't seem likely, and I think they, this draft is just so deep at running back and receiver. I don't see the need for any team to take anyone in the top two rounds, in my opinion. All right, so do you think Baltimore goes as they how they kind of usually have done it, and that is best player available? Yeah. Okay. And who do you think who do you think best player available on our on the board is? Jerry Tillery. Yeah, it's probably where they would go. I mean, they have they have Brandon Williams who's a strong nose tackle, but he can he can play inside, outside. I mean, him and uh, the thing is they have Brandon Williams. So I just don't know. I it's just are they going to invest a guy and are they going to invest a guy? I mean, I guess in they they have the, the nose tackle and another D tackle and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm just gonna think, I'm just thinking that they're going to go Jerry Tillery and address everything else later on in the draft. Although I'm not the biggest fan of Tillery in this in this sense, I just think that best player available for them makes sense to me um houston choose your o-lineman um cody ford cody ford simple they need they desperately need that (laughs) yeah they do i mean i don't think there's any i don't think there's anything if they draft anything but in O lineman here, I think stuff's gonna get crazy, and they could be getting a first round pick of themselves because GD, um, another one because Jadavion Clowns available for trade. So if I'm a team like, let me look, I'm a team like Seattle. I mean, I would turn that 27th pick into Jadavion Clowney. That'd be kind of ironic. They trade Frank Clark, but I mean, is are any of these players at the back end of the draft gonna be better than Jadavion Clowney, a former number one pick who has some health issues? but is a monster when he's on the field. Who knows? So, all right. The second Oakland pick at 24. We're almost there, guys. We're almost there. The second pick for Oakland. Where do you see them going? View. I'm trying to think of what they need. I'm trying to think of all of these type of things. And one thing that stands out to me is that Colton Miller... 
says that his knee may never get healthy again. So they pretty much wasted a first-round pick last year. I think an O-lineman right here would be a smart play. And the best O-lineman available at this point would be Dalton Risner. Appreciate that. All right. The Philadelphia Eagles. Let me look at their depth chart. Yes, that's what came to my mind pretty quickly. But they'll have Jalen Mills healthy, and they really love Jalen Mills. O-line... Solid. Receiving core, I can see them get waiting in the second round. Running back, they need a running back. I don't think they're going to waste first round pick on running back. D-line is just stupid. Even though, wait, where's Tim Jernigan? Okay, he's still on the Eagles, right? Because he's not on their depth chart. I guess that's because he was injured. He's a free agent currently. Wow. Bucks, please go get him. Um, Eagles. I see two options. Cornerback or Jeffrey Simmons? Probably Simmons. They have Fletcher Cox, and they signed Malik Jackson. Mm, probably cornerback. <laughs> probably that Murphy kid. You like Murphy over DeAndre Baker? Yeah, I'm a big Murphy guy. I love any of those Washington DBs coming out this year. Okay. I'm cool with that. Let me get – his name Byron or Brian? I think it's Byron. Byron, all right. Let me type in – Byron Murphy DB. Oh, oh man. The Indianapolis Colts. I, they, MVPs of last year's draft. I don't even ever want to predict anything because they're just the best at doing this. That I don't even want to take a, take a snag and be wrong. They're getting a lot of receivers mocked to them. I don't think that because they just signed Devin Funches on a one-year deal. And we've seen them make Chester Rogers and other players just solid in general. And they have to run, run a lot of two tight end sets. I don't see them going receiver. D-line, I'm looking at their secondary. I kind of like their secondary. Um, linebackers, they already got that. They got help on their D-line. With, they re-signed Marcus Hunt. They got Jabal, um, Jabal Sheard. And they got Justin Houston. Looking at this team, secondary, I see secondary is the route that they go. I mean, you, have you been looking at mocks a little bit? Where do you where has anything been mocked towards them? Any position in particular? No, nothing. Not that I've really kind of noticed, um, in particular, but. Oh, I just found one. 
I think I know where I. I. I know exactly I, where I'd go. Just by I just saw one thing. I'm like, yeah, that is a knock. That's a home run swing. Who? Farrell. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, that'd be perfect. He can play. All, he can play all over the all over the D line, right? Yeah, for the most part. I don't see why not. He did it at Clemson. He did. It, he he did it at Clemson. I'm sorry. I'm not laughing. That's that's just a really funny way how you said that. Ah, oh. let me get him. Let me make sure I spell his name right. Cleveland Farrell. Yeah, him or Dexter Lawrence. Honestly. I think Dexter Lawrence is a stud, too. I can't believe we still have Dexter Lawrence on our board. I know. I mean, we could go Dexter Lawrence here because they need help on the interior, too. That's where I would go. Dexter Lawrence? Yeah. All right. I mean, like I said, let's just draft Clemson oh, D. Lyman until we can't anymore. Dexter Lawrence, IDL. Next, Oakland once again. Do we see the first running back off the board by the Oakland Raiders? Do they- Probably, but it'd be a mistake. <laughs> All right, let's go to Oakland. Oakland Raiders draft. Okay. Let me go to that. I'm just when I look when I'm like doing all these research to look for mocks. It's mostly just to see where to gauge and stuff like that. Oh, this is the of course they trade. They had, CBS had that uh, had Josh Jacobs falling to them at twenty at forty one. I don't know if that's gonna happen, but see that's good value. That yes. Why do you have slideshows? By the way, NBC Sports has done 21 mock drafts. That's a lot of mock drafts. They had Noah Fant falling there. I don't see that happening. They need a tight end. Hold on. Can we do a switch? I think Cleveland Farrell goes to Baltimore. I'm cool with that. Okay. Because I think they need pass rushing help more so than another interior lineman. So, Tillery's back on the board. Oakland. Tight end. I'm I'm interested to see where you think they go, how where you think they would go with this. They just have so many holes. Um, I don't think I don't think if you get any of the two Iowa tight ends, that's where I'd go if I'm being honest. Um, you just want to do it? Yeah. All right, I'll write him in. Say his name. Make sure we're on the same page. I don't know who you're talking about. Josh Jacobs. Oh, yeah. That's what I I was hoping you weren't going to say, but... I don't know who else they're going to go with. I mean, mean, let me just look at their depth chart. 
I I genuinely am open to anything. I don't. They got. I mean, they got that Isaiah um, Isaiah Crowell. I'm not saying he's a world beater. They invent. They invested in JJ Nelson, Antonio Brown, Tyrell Williams, Trent Brown on the O line. If they actually got Dalton um, Dalton Risner and had him as insurance for Colton Miller, their O line's actually really good. Yeah, it's not bad. Really good. Their D line that we have them getting um, Ed Oliver here. So you have Ed Oliver, Maurice Hurst, your boy, Arden Key, linebacker. I'm looking at their secondary. They have Garyon Conley. See how he can play. They got Lamarcus Joyner as a safety. I, I, I. Uh, do you see this team going in with Chris Warren, DeAndre Washington, Jalen Richard, Richard, and Isaiah Coel at tailback? Oh, there's no way. They're getting a running back at some point. I think at this point they'll see that their biggest need is going to be running back. And if Jacobs is still on the board and he happens to be their top back, I bet they take him with that 27. All right. Moving on. Los Angeles Chargers, who have benefited by drafting some standouts with that have fallen to the laps in Joey Bosa and Derwin James recently. I see. I think O line depth. I think their skill position players are fine. More than fine. I think their secondary is great. I think their linebackers are solid. They got Thomas Davis now. I think their D line's great. I just think getting shoring up their O line is the only space I see them going. And the best O lineman of maybe a secondary help, but. I don't even know that. Maybe the the lineman they go with is your boy from BC. Yeah, Lindstrom. That's where I'd go if I were them. That, or they sure up their interior lineman and go Tillery. Tillery would be awesome. Um. Nah, I go Lindstrom here. Okay. I bet they would go Tillery though. So which one you want to go with? <laughs> Safe, just, what about their safeties? They have Derwin. I think I think the first. Uh, I gotta look at a mock real quick. Stay with me, Noah. I know you're getting tired. I am getting sleepy. We're almost there. We have a couple teams left, and they're gonna fly off. And we gotta do it all again in a couple days. Of course, my lord. They say, okay. I don't know about that. About Jeffrey Simmons artillery. Simmons. Simmons works. Simmons would be a great fit there, actually. All right, give me twenty seconds to look up something, and I'll see where they go. And and I'll make my decision there. Why do we have these slideshows? Okay. I'm curious when the first receiver is going to go off the board, though. Okay, they have Jerry Tillery. I think I think Tillery is the way to go too. Solid, productive player. Because I think I think once again they're in a win now mode and they don't know. They don't know what's going to happen with. Um, Simmons and when how far he's going to come back. So I'll go Jerry Tillery there. Seattle. The way they go in the first, they went 
Edge. Is it time for your boy from BC? Yeah, I'd say so. They got to go O-line. Chris Lindstrom. You said he's massive? Oh, the dude's a tank. Let me... Uh, he okay. is listed at six four three oh eight, but it was a it was a farmer's boy six four three oh eight. Jeez. Yeah, it was, and he moved. That was the scary part. Is he moved? All right. Like, yeah, he's big, but he moved. All right, safety. <laughs> <laughs> safety help. I think the Pat Green and Packers are up. I think they need safety help because they lose. They lost Aha Clinton Dix. They got oh they got emails from the Packers so I think that's not that's not that's not the worst. But oh I love Amos I think Amos is a stud. Okay so I don't think they'll go safety I think they'll go best edge or safety. Actually I just I don't know. They already got no fan that's all I care about they have no fan. Well do you give Aaron Rodgers more help or do you give or do you give that. Uh, that secondary help that literally got scorched by what seems like everyone. Uh, this mock draft has him getting Aaron Rodgers more help. It would be fun to watch Aaron Rodgers get more help. It would be. Especially if someone like your boy fell down. Hakeem Butler? I don't know if he plays the same, would play the same role as Devontae Adams in a in an offense though. That's true. <clears throat> Honestly, someone who I think would really be fun to watch um in this Packers offense, especially if they did get Fant, would be Paris Campbell. I think he's a reach at this point though. No, no, he would yeah, be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This but is I this, think this, he would be fun to watch. The Chargers, the Seahawks, the Packers the Rams and the Patriots are all trade down candidates. All of them. So these last things are taken with a grain of salt because there will be movement down. Packers, though. I'm look at their depth chart real quick, and then we'll and we'll come up with a with a decision after that. Once again, ourlads.com. You guys are just phenomenal. Amos and Josh Jones in the back end with King, Jair Alexander, Josh Jackson. Love that secondary. Linebackers, Blake Martinez back. Linebacker, they could go linebacker, but they're not going to waste a pick now. They got Preston Smith from the Redskins. Their D-line, is they got Zadarius Smith. I think they go offense, man. So I will give you, who's your favorite receiver in this draft? Mine's Akeem Butler, and it's not even a question. I watch Iowa State games. He jumps off the screen every single game. He's been my favorite to watch as of late, if I'm being honest. Um, and I probably agree and your, with you on that one. And your boy Matt Waldman said he's the highest graded receiver he's graded in a decade. I do love me some Matt Waldman. Yeah, let's go. Hakeem Butler. It might not be the yeah. It might not yeah. It might not be. I've seen a lot of AJ Brown to the Packers, the Ole Miss receiver. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's go for the sake of it. Let's just go Butler because I think 
I think we're both on the same page about how we feel about him. Yes. All right. Last two picks. Super Bowl players. Los Angeles Rams. Looking at this, it's still bonkers how talented this team is. Eric Weddle, they have Tlaib, Marcus Peters still. Um, it's crazy we don't have any safeties off the board yet. Well, they don't need any safety help. This is actually the perfect scenario for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. If one of the safeties falls to them. I think they need O-line help. They need a center help. So Bradbury falling to them would be a pipe dream. But I think teams are getting smarter in terms of center. Um, so I don't really see any holes. I mean, they have the receivers already. I don't see them vying a running back because they can just pick up C.J. Anderson. So maybe the best available O-lineman they go. And... Yeah, they're 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 gonna trade down. That's not even a doubt in my mind. Maybe not th- unless someone that they love falls. Yeah, which it wouldn't surprise me if they go Jeffrey Simmons, just be its best player available. Um, I don't see them drafting a wide receiver. They do have to replace Sue. If he, he may come back though, right? Yeah, but. That's an expensive contract to take on, nonetheless. All right. So who's the best interior? Who's the best D lineman left right now? Jeffrey Simmons. You think they think they go Simmons, even with the win now mindset? Where else would they go? I'm looking, and I'm not seeing a lot. Him or um, Draymond Jones from Alabama, from Ohio State. That dude's a stud. Want to go there? Sure, let's do it. All right. And New England. Draymond Jones. IDL. And last but not least, Super Bowl champions. A team that most likely will trade down, perhaps trade up. They they have a lot of firepower on the top in the upper half of this draft. They need help at wide receiver. Badly. Is DK Metcalf a Bill Belichick receiver? Yes. Yes? Yeah. Ooh, man. Explain. I'm interested. Julian Edelman mans the slot. Or mans the slot slash the flanker receiver. Um, You need someone that has the speed and the physical prowess to stretch the field. And especially with no Gronk down the middle to stretch the field anymore. You need a goal line target, big goal line tar- target, um, and I think he's that. Not a great route runner, but three cone and his agility drills weren't ideal. But I think he, uh, I know he's not, and it's stupid for me to say this. It's really dumb, but when you ask me, is DK Metcalf a Bill Belichick receiver? All that comes to mind is Randy Moss just running past people but did, and Tom Brady just putting it up. I'm not saying by any means that that's DK Metcalf, mm-hmm. but in terms of filling a similar role, I think he could do such a thing. But did you see his his agility scores and how awful they were? Yeah, but that's what not what you ask him to do. 
I think the three options are AJ Brown, Metcalf, and Miles Boykin from Notre Dame. Personally, I like Boykin out of those three. But I think Metcalf with the speed that he has, dude, he's like a it's like watching film on him is like literally watching a horse run and go catch a football. Boykin's 6'4", dude. I did not think he's that big. Uh, I'll uh, I'll leave it to you, Boykin or Metcalf, for New England, for a New England team. Both are in the 99 percentile, athletically. I'm just not – I just like receivers who can do a lot of things. I like route runners – that's what I like. People, it makes a job easy on a quarterback when you can get open and there's not a whole lot around you. That's what I like. DK Metcalf is not necessarily that. But let's go Boykin because I'm, I'm not high on Metcalf. I've been trying to convince myself for like three months now that I like him. And I do think he, he is going to play well. In the NFL, he has skills that are going to dominate some corners. Mm-hmm. But if the corner, if if the corners that are going to be able to beat him are the peep are the corners that are going to be able to play bump and run coverage and not let him get off his spot, if you give him five to seven yards off because you have to because he's that much faster than you, you're going to get burnt almost every time. But if you can play, if you can afford to play bump and run coverage, and you have the hips and the agility to keep up with him if he tries to beat you deep. He's going to struggle cuz he won't be if you can press him hard enough, he won't be able to get off his spot. His his feet don't move quick enough. I think it's kind of crazy how we only have two wide receivers going in this whole first round. I think that DK Metcalf in Baltimore would be an ideal place, but they have three tight ends and they're just going to try to run the ball. I I think Baltimore is a sleeper for not a sleeper. I think Baltimore is a good option for Metcalf. Um, I think Seattle is an option for another receiver option, but I think they can draft someone later. I mean, if like a like JJ um, Arcega Whiteside falls on them, if AJ Brown somehow falls on them, they can trade up and try to get some people. I really, if they trade back and they draft one of those guys, like a thirty or forty pick, I like. This is this is a football guys right here draft in terms of in terms of saying you know. This is just a very talented group of defense. I see edge, idea, and I see just a lot of talent in this draft. And yeah, I'm gonna post this. Up. I'm gonna take screenshots of this, post this up on Twitter. We'll talk about our favorite picks. You're exhausted. It's I am tired. It's midnight. We've been doing this for an hour and forty minutes. We'll be back immediately Thursday night. Noah, get your rest for Thursday night. I know you got finals coming up in a week or two next week. Get your rest. Thanks for doing this. Thanks for having me on. Abs- it was awesome once again. Absolutely. Hey, um, everyone, look forward to another episode of the No Ordinary Pod on the No, or- no Ordinary Pods Network. And we'll talk to you guys Thursday, Thursday evening after a little draft recap. Thank you, guys.